0: And welcome to Hot Girls. This week, I'm going to be delving into the back catalogue of an artist who has been making music for over 20 years. Uh, Someone who has been a massive part of the success of Dancehall, which is the genre which grew out of Jamaica and has had such a huge impact on popular club music all over the world. She's called Spice which when I typed into Wikipedia didn't show up because of all the Spice Girls albums that came up instead. Now, I love the Spice Girls, but this Spice has had such an impact. Can we please get her up there on Wikipedia? If anyone's uh, got any influence listening. As always, with these mini artist episodes, this isn't just her life story, but it's also an exploration of her musical influences and the decisions she's made throughout her life to get to where she is today. Spice is a phenomenal woman, and I really found that when I was looking back at her journey, and her journey has been so interesting and full of ups and downs so I hope you enjoy this episode and then make sure you go and listen to some dance hall and you are guaranteed to have a good day. We also have a guest mix this week by one of my favourite DJs in London, Annie O. Originally from Seal, Annie O is a DJ who runs Night Dreams, which is a bi-monthly haven for hip-hop, grime, trap, R&B and future beats at Miranda uh, in in Shoreditch's Ace Hotel. She's also a resident DJ on Rinse FM and has supported artists including Khalees, Lizzo and Masego, so it's awesome to have a guest mix from her. Um, The mix itself is soulful and twinkly and it features some high-profile artists like Snow, Allegra. Who's obviously really getting her moment at the moment, uh, as well as some of the really exciting talent that's coming out of the UK. So, there will be a link to that mix in the show notes for this episode. You can't actually listen to the mixes on iTunes and stuff, so we'll link out to it. So, you can listen to it on SoundCloud. If you've got a journey coming up and you want 12 minutes of it to be calm and heavenly, then go over to SoundCloud and listen to that. All right, let's go.
1: Ladies, gentlemen, gentlemen. listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls. With Lex of the deck. We're in the mix. It's fire. going. We are fire. From London for the world.
0: Listen. In the summer of 1982, a young girl was born in St. Catherine, Jamaica. It was in Jamaica that Spice grew up and she was called Grace Hamilton. Grace because her parents were quite religious and uh, she had a very humble start in life. She had four siblings. Her father actually died when she was nine. So it was up to her mum to raise them all. Which when you think about the scale of that, it's like makes me feel absolutely exhausted. And they definitely didn't have plenty to go around. So I'm going to let Spice talk about how that was in her own words.
1: Most of the people in the streets, are, you know, they can relate to being um, lost a parent, like a father or a mother, watching a mother struggle to send you to school, because in Jamaica it's really hard, it's really rough for most of us. We know what it is like to struggle to get there, so most of them can relate to that song, so my life story will easily fit into another female's you know, shoes are another meal, it doesn't matter. So most of us, this is what we go through in life. That's, this is our challenges and what we face.
0: Whether it was the absence of things or just an inherent part of her nature, Spice was hungry. And I think she would have been successful whatever path she would pursued because she was gutsy and determined. But luckily for us, music was the avenue she spied to make her mark on the world. Her first, uh, I guess, known show was performing at Sting Festival in 2000 when she was 18. So, Sting was a one night festival for dance hall and reggae music, which used to take place once a year. It doesn't exist anymore, but it ran for 30 years. And over that time, it featured performances from Buster Rhymes, Foxy Brown, Pop Khan, Biggie Smalls, who actually had to play in a wheelchair because he'd broken his leg the year he performed, um, as well as Vibes Cartel, as I said, Spice. So really everyone big in dancehall and reggae, but then also, you know, big names outside of that. Sting was famous for hosting these Artist clashes. So all this basic beefing artists do now over Twitter and Instagram, snore, at Sting, they'd actually bring two artists out on stage and they would try to win favour with the crowd, predominantly through performance. And there's an amazing video of Mavado clashing Vibes Cartel and Vibes is like bouncing around all over the stage in full army gear with lots of bags <laughs> like clunky arm bags anyway he's a legend but this is funny would recommend anyway i digress uh sting was spice's first platform and she didn't have any big well-known songs to play when she first performed there but what she did have was a ton of energy and stage presence and this is so much what dancehall is about as an artist it relies a lot still on what you can lay on top of a beat already produced both in lyrics and attitude and presence After this performance at Sting and getting her name on people's radars, Spice started building hype and creating music herself. She managed to go to the UK for a small tour and she got the attention of some more established artists while she was there. So particularly Baby Chan and Beanie Man. Um, And even if you aren't super familiar with Jamaican music, you'll probably know Beanie Man because he has songs like Dude uh rum and red bull and sim simmer who got the keys to my bimmer um which mahalia samples on her song simmer uh and dude came out in 2004 and it was around this time that um beanie man met spice and then she went on to feature on his next album Her first popular single was Fight Over Man, which didn't blow up internationally, but it did well in Jamaica and uh, in more concentrated dancehall spaces, where there's kind of a more active following of that music. She used a rhythm called 85 Rhythm, which is the same rhythm used for Miss Fatty and also Ghetto Story by Baby Chan, which Akon and Alicia Keys remixed. So that single actually charted in the US. Yeah, a rhythm is kind of the way that uh, it works with dancehall music. It's like, instead of having loads of people come together to work on a song and it very much is that single a producer will create a rhythm or a beat basically and then a lot of artists will just jump on top of it and make their own version of that song so you might never have noticed but like um lumadies um Uh oh and get busy actually have the same underscoring uh beat Fun facts for people who don't make music. Um, Spice's breakthrough moment was very specific. So eight years after she first performed at Sting Festival, eight years. Okay, let's just pause on that. Eight years for anyone who's been making music for like two years and doesn't understand why they aren't Adele yet. Eight years until Spice had this breakout. She collaborated on a track called Romping Shop with Vives Cartel, who tops pretty much every list of the greatest uh, dancehall artists of all time. I don't think anyone would argue with that even though we're back in the women here like vibes cartel is is the king um and that song was catchy and it caught the attention of a lot of global listeners there was also a suitably raunchy video and photo shoot done to accompany the single and it's helped it definitely helped its success along although I think the song itself really did well just because it's catchy but that shoot and that video spice kind of talks about as being the thing that propelled her forward a bit more into the spotlight (laughs) Songs song was ranked at number nine on Pitchfork's list of the 50 best dancehall songs of all time. So it's an iconic track. Um, also, if you listen to the episode of Hot Girls on Nicki Minaj that we did, where we talked about how Nicki created a really clear visual identity of herself. You can see how Spice had started to do that by these romping shop days. She already has the bright blue hair and the same like lower lip piercing that she still has. Which gets exaggerated at different points in her life, but generally, always really, she has a very distinctive image, like brightly coloured hair, tons of jewellery, almost like fantasy kind of clothes. She looks, um, she looks like a superhero a lot of the time when she's performing and it gives her this extra presence, like this sense of scale and power and creativity, um... A quote from her on that, she said, something has to stand out, whether it's my blue hair or whatever, something has to stand out. So people want to know who is that girl. From what I can find, uh, she wasn't signed to a label when Romping Shop came out, but she did sign afterwards in 2009 to VP Records, which is based in New York, but signs mainly Jamaican or Caribbean artists. Um... Missy Elliott, the goat, actually re- remixed one of Spice's songs in 2011. But it's probably fair to say that in general, outside of Romping Shop, Spice was more known in her home country than globally. She's had a huge volume of songs out. Um, and again, I think that's true of like dancehall and Jamaican artists. They roll songs out, like they just really churn music out. You know, particularly if you follow like Popcorn, or Alkaline, they're doing this. They, they They're like hit after hit. But actually, Spice's debut EP didn't come out until 2014. And when it did, she became a lot more famous outside of the music world. Uh, so the song from that, which got them the immediate pickup, was Conjugal Visit. But the song that has really lasted, and the song I think of as, like, iconic Spice, and if you're only going to go away and listen to one song you should listen to, um, is a song called So Me Like It. So Me Like It. Me spell M-I. Um, the video for it is is a is a level up for Spice in terms of budget and stuff. And her hair is full on turquoise. For me, like her, the way that she kind of sings it and twerks it, it, just everything about that song is Spice at her best. Um, it's powerful. It's a bit filthy, but it also has some softness that makes it catchy for people who aren't used to the nuances of Jamaican lyrics. But also the way she spits out those is what's so distinctive about her as an artist. So yeah, send me like it. Please listen to that. Uh, So just a pause on Spice as an artist and musician. By 2016, she'd been performing and making music for 16 years. Okay, which is pretty relentless. She, she'd she had a label, but she was never the priority of the label. So the things that actually really helped her get ahead and get known were firstly having a very distinctive, like nuanced Jamaican sound. So you hear a spice track and you know it's her. The way she articulates is distinctive. Um, then it's her bold image. She, again, took that seriously and that, that helps a lot. We live in a very visual age. And then it has to be said, uh, having a good relationship with one of the most consistent and prolific artists of all time, Vibes Cartel, working with him was, was very important in her career. And then the other thing that, that makes me have massive respect for Spice is the amount of energy that she brings on stage every single time she performs. I mean, she makes Lizzo look like a clicking backing singer like she flips she twerks she splits she jumps on the audience she's just this huge ball of energy it's actually amazing she is so consistent and dance will hurt i think has always been underrepresented by women and i'm just going to insert a little clip of what uh, tifa and other artists had to say on this
1: i wouldn't say we're treated equal i feel like we'll work harder on that stage because most men, especially when them have a castle, they must go and sing them songs. And people at the audience. saying, uh, but as opposed to a poster woman, if she have a flick, split, jump, fly off of the stage and make you enjoy yourself. And that particular night, she's going to do that.
0: So, yeah, they work hard. Um, and Spice is a hustler. Okay, so this is another thing I want to pause on, a really important thing to understand about her. She is relentless. As I said, she's been making music for a long time. And you don't keep going unless you are relentless, unless you're super driven. She will never stop working, creating things. Um, She recently made the decision that she wanted to grow outside of Jamaica. And so she went to the American show Love & Hip Hop to build her profile. Outside of people who follow reggae and carnival culture, that was a good place for her to go and start targeting those audiences. She says her process to join was exactly the same as everyone else's. So again, I think that's like you look at people who have had a bit of success and you presume that when they go on to do other things, it's just so much easier for them. But she says she literally applied, interviewed, did screen tests exactly like anyone else. I watched a couple of interviews with her around this process and it was really interesting hearing her talk about the whole experience because on the one hand, she's so famous But then there are obviously so many worlds where they have no idea who Spice is. Like she's she's performed on so many stages, but there's still so many stages she hasn't been able to perform on. So some quotes from her about why she wanted to penetrate the States. She said, we don't have that type of audience in Jamaica. Jamaicans don't even buy records. You want to get more Americanized so people will buy your record. Yes, I'm the queen of dance hall, but we want to do more. I'm signed to VP Records, but they're not doing anything for me. So I'm doing this by myself, just me, myself and God on my side. It's very, very difficult as a woman. I'm also a mum. Yeah, she's also a (laughs) mum. So she loves her country. She obviously loves Jamaica, but she wants the dollar bills. And probably one day then she can chill out for a bit. At the moment, she's kind of had to get on that treadmill and keep on pushing it. there are two controversies Spice has been involved in recently outside of music, um, but connected to it in one case. And I'll call out both because I think they're a very positive reflection of who she is as a person. Um, I'm a bit of a fangirl as you can tell. (laughs) So the first was, uh, when she, she whited up for a music video and shoot, um, she literally went blonde and she had this creamy skin and lots of people thought she'd done it as a genuine thing when she'd actually done it in protest against skin bleaching, which she saw happening in Jamaican culture. Um, She obviously did not look good. She looked ridiculous. And that was kind of the point she was trying to make. Like, is this attractive? Is this how I'm supposed to look? Is this what sexual is? And this is such an important thing in music culture because as well as being a lack of representation of female artists, there are also huge issues when it comes to the different way labels treat black female artists versus either lighter skinned or white women. Um, Yeah, so colorism is a huge issue and not something I, I could do justice to today but if anyone did see those photos of Spice they were connected to her song Black Hypocrisy and I'll say some of the lyrics because I think they're important but you should go and listen to it because she does a much better job of explaining it than I could possibly ever do that I was told I would reach further if the color of my skin was lighter and I was made to feel inferior because society say brown girls prettier now I'm going to see if you're going to say I'm too black for you or do I look pretty to you Ooh, girl Another thing Spice was accused of when she was on Love and Hip Hop was fat shaming one of the other girls. And again, her response to it was brilliant. Um, And it was basically that before she spent time in the States, she didn't know fat shaming was a thing because it isn't in Jamaica. Like if you think of the song Miss Fatty it's like a compliment or it's just a just a comment it's not an insult and that's true where she's from like it's not a rule that you're more or less attractive based on your weight so she didn't see it as offensive so take that western society we got it all wrong
1: I'm from a community in Portmore called Old Britain Um, when I was nine years old my father died and after my father died um, he was the the breadwinner for the family Four siblings and I were left behind my mother to fend for us. Um, I come from a humble beginnings. I've suffered and struggled a lot. I remember going to school and mom, you know, not able to provide not even lunch money. And when there's no lunch money, I used to walk miles to school from Windsor Road um, to John's Road. Most of you may not know the distance. But um, I struggled as a child after my father died, um, it seemed so hopeless. I remember coming home from school one day and my house was gone. I lost my home to fire and just having that one uniform, one shoes, just the bag on my back. I remember promising myself that I have to make it, like I have to work hard. We struggled so much as a family. And um, I used to make myself a lot of promises that I am going to do this. And that's why to this date, it doesn't matter the fight that I get. My past has molded me and shaped me into this warrior where I have to keep going.
0: I don't think there is anything I could add that would be more poignant or more important than what Spice said there. She's a talented artist, but more than that, she's an incredibly resilient person, woman, mother and daughter. And you should listen and play her music and find that hunger in yourself to create because blessings come from that process. Learn from Spice, admire her, respect her, listen to her. And thank you for listening to me. Blessings for your day. Get we keep our eyes on the prize. if ain't no surprise. Good women we're destined to rise. Inspiring, celebrating, uplifting the new generation. Some Hot girls, you know the vibe. All the hot girls come alive. All the Some hot girls, you know the vibe. All my hot girls come alive.